0: Welcome to LifeWords, Day by Day. We're in the middle of considering Greg Kukul's article, Ancient Words Ever True, that give us six evidences of why we believe that this book, the Bible, is divine and authoritative. So, so far we've said that the Bible is full of promises, prophecies, if you will, and that when you think about your pinky, think pinky prophecies. And not only that, but that the Bible is a book of unity. When you think about this ring finger here in this wedding band, that it symbolizes the unity of a man and his wife, and that the Bible, even though it's been written over a 1500 year time period, written by more than 40 authors, 66 books, that it's not 66 separate stories, but one story that carries a unity throughout. And then we talked about that this Bible, it addresses the big issues of life, that the Christian worldview makes sense. Today we want to consider the index finger. And the pointing finger reminds us that the Bible points to history for validity, that the Bible is a reliable, detailed record from the distant past of events that have profound spiritual significance. This is important for two reasons. First, a book that is supposedly given by God, well, it just simply must get history right. And this book does. Listen to what one professor has said about the Bible and its history. He says, biblical archaeology's greatest significance is that it has corroborated many historical records in the Bible. Listen to what another Jewish professor of archaeology at Tel Aviv University says. In general, the evidence of material culture fits the biblical account beginning with the period of the settlement of the tribes of Israel in the land of Canaan and the establishment of the kingdom of Israel. So archaeology and the biblical record fit hand in glove. There's one magazine or journal review demonstrates this again and again, that no other religious book can summon more historical evidence to support its unique theological claims. Even the New Testament documents themselves, those are the best historical documents of the ancient world when approached using the standard customs of historical research. There are at least five reasons historians take the New Testament material very seriously. First, the accounts are early. In other words, the records that we have were written very close to when the events actually happened. Second, there are multiple independent primary source documents that verify one another. So in addition to the works of Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, we also have the writings of Peter and Paul. There are 17 different secular references to what's going on in the Bible, 12 along with prodigious archaeological evidence that further corroborate the canonical accounts. The third reason is that the New Testament documents include details of eyewitness testimony, It includes things like times of day, weather conditions, local customs, names of rulers, and other things that only an eyewitness would be able to relay. Fourth, the Gospels include embarrassing details. Jesus' disciples are petty. They're slow to understand. They're arrogant. They're unfaithful. Peter denies Christ. The rest of the apostles run away whenever Jesus is crucified. Women who are disrespected in the ancient world are the first to witness the risen Christ. Why would they include these unflattering details unless the Gospels are really true? Fifth, there was no motivation for the writers to deceive. Those who lie, they do so out of self-interest. A testimony that brings torment, torture, and execution is not likely to be fabricated. But the earliest disciples, those who were in a position to know the truth, signed their testimonies in blood. Peter wrote this, We did not follow cleverly devised tales when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of His majesty. And His claim fits all the facts. In the most successful works of history, Uh, a particular book called The Story of Civilization. Historian Will Durant writes this, Despite the prejudices and theological preconceptions of the evangelists, they record many incidents that many inventors would have concealed. No one reading these scenes can doubt the reality of the figure behind them. After two centuries of higher criticism, the outlines of the life Character and teachings of Christ remain reasonably clear and constitute the most fascinating feature in the history of Western man. You may say, but Cliff, isn't the Quran historically accurate? Well, maybe, but that alone is not adequate to show supernatural authorship. Something more is needed, which leads us to the second big point of historical reliability. Unlike the Quran, the Bible is a record of supernatural events. The historical documents of the Gospels not only record Jesus' claim to be God, they also faithfully document the miracles and the resurrection from the dead that substantiate these claims. Jesus' acts of power give his words tremendous authority. If these things really happened then Jesus is no ordinary man, and the book he endorsed as divine is no ordinary book. History itself is our ally here. In a dramatic reversal of New Testament scholarship over the last 50 years, the majority of scholars, even secular ones, now affirm at least four facts of history. The first one is that Jesus of Nazareth died on the cross and was buried in a tomb. The second fact that they agree with is that the tomb was empty Sunday morning. And the third one is that many people, including skeptics like James and Saul, experienced what they thought was the resurrected Jesus. And the fourth one they agree on is belief in the resurrection launched the early church. What historians do not agree on is what best explains all four of these facts of history. But there aren't that many options, and no explanation fits the evidence better than the one given by those previously gutless disciples who now put their lives on the line for this testimony. He who was dead is alive. He has risen. The Bible records supernatural events in history to support its claims. So there you have four reasons why this book is divine. As you pray today, please remember Matthew Prather and his family, our missionaries in Texas. Also, remember the Garifuna Life LifeWord broadcast that's heard throughout Belize, Guatemala, and Honduras.